welcome to episode number 23 of Narmer Narmer. I'm Susie, and in this week's episode, I talked to Alexis about the one and only Jojo Siwa. I didn't get her for a very long time. I still kind of don't, but I wanted to know more about her, so we learned. I wanted to put on an episode this week about Snoop Dogg and Thundercat, because their, their birthdays are October 20th and October 19th, respectively, so I wanted it to come out like a couple days before their birthday, but because of scheduling stuff... I had a lot of chaotic things going on this week. We weren't able to do that episode. Long story short, wear your mask. If you don't wear a mask, your schedule is going to be interrupted. And that's just the way that it is. So, um, yeah, we talk about Jojo Siwa extensively. Does she have lasting power? Why does she sell flossers at five below? There's a lot of big questions here. We don't have all the answers, but we do have some understanding of why she has literally... 10 million Instagram followers as of today. Yeah, keep in touch by going to the Nurmer Nurmer Instagram page. It's at Nurmer Nurmer. You can also find a link tree there that has some content related to episodes and bonus episodes that we've put out, as well as links to be supportive of the Black Lives Matter movement. I have one, two... Three. It's moving. Four. Yep. Shia LaBeouf is tweeting. He's tweeting every day. Hate me. Then the next day he's tweeting love me. The theory is that he's making a statement about the love-hate relationship people have with him. He, yep. That's what he's up to. I think most of the responses are negative. Mm-hmm. Last I saw. Also, new product alert. Takis is going to make a hot nut. A hot nut? Is it like Fuego flavored? Yes. Takis is going to make a hot nut. But it's like the flavor of Takis. Right. It's Takis. It's Takis. Takis. Yeah. Three flavors. One is Fuego. One is Smoke and Lime. And one is Flare. It's actually pretty similar to these uh, Doritos Crunch Nuts that used to be around. Mm. Where there's a layer of something on the outside of the peanut. I tried to figure out if they source their peanuts from the same place as Planters. Ooh. Because I'm trying to figure out if a boycott of planters even matters. Right. The day I told you I bought a different brand of nuts, just because I didn't want to buy planters, I also bought a bag of talking and generic nuts. <laughs> it's really possible that they all come from the same place. Are they working with a nut brand? No, they are. Or is it just like talking nuts? Talkies nuts. What kind of nuts? Just plain old peanuts? It looks like plain old peanuts. It kind of resembles a peanut M&M, but instead of chocolate, it's talky. Ugh. I was slightly on board until you described it that way. <laughs> Alright, moving on to the legend Jojo Siwa. Joelle herself? Jojo Siwa is a dancer, a YouTuber. A YouTuber? I think you'd call her an influencer, but she I think she might go by YouTuber, actually. Uh, Yeah, dancer, singer, actress, and YouTube personality. She's known for appearing for two seasons on Dance Moms, along with her mother, Jessalyn Siwa, and for her singles, Boomerang and Kid in a Candy Store. Her label is Jojo Siwa Entertainment. Like, that's what her trademark is, or, like, where she records her music? It says she's on the label Jojo Siwa Entertainment, and she's also on Viacom. That's funny. What a machine. She's truly a powerhouse. Yeah. 
We first started looking into Jojo Siwa. I know the first thing for me that really caught my attention was the video of her celebrating her own birthday with Jojo Siwa merchandise. And that was when I was like, okay, what is going on? Because I had seen her face everywhere, but I had no idea where she came from or what she was doing. And then I saw that and I was like, okay, this is kind of badass, but it's also weird as fuck. So who is she? I've sort of known about her for the past couple of years. Like I knew her name and I could drop it into a joke, but I didn't actually know most of what she did. I don't even really think I knew she was on Dance Moms. I honestly knew her as like a YouTuber slash kids thing. When I got really into YouTube and like YouTubers, they would just always mention her. Because she was around. Right. She was just around. Even if she wasn't in their videos, they would just be like, so I put on a Jojo Siwa song and then we danced, but we can't play that because that's copywritten. I sort of knew that she was like this big deal. And it's also sort of a joke that she's four kids, but she's also like this YouTuber that's making more than probably most YouTubers. Right. She's rich as fuck. And then I think we both got into her when she did like the whole birthday thing. It was her 17th birthday and she was in quarantine. But then she like had a party for just herself and her family with like Jojo Siwa napkins and paper plates and stuff. Jojo Siwa tablecloth. And ice cream and... Party City sponsored her tour. Oh, wow. Are you kidding? There's not a store you can walk into. Oh, no. Not even like the dollar store. No. I am still kind of surprised at the breadth. Seeing it at Walmart made sense because I knew about it before I saw it. Seeing it at Hobby Lobby made sense because I was like, oh, shit. Of course. And then seeing it at Target, I was like, all right, there's absolutely no limits. And it's a lot at like all of them. Like she has JoJo's Closet at Target. She gets a new season, I don't know, the timeline of it, but they just, like, put out a whole new, like, season wear for her new closet. Jeez. And then Walmart has, like, her ice cream and her dolls and her toys and bows and shirts and toothbrushes and... I picture, like, other stars, young people who try to make money off of, or, like, try to make a career when they don't... What am I trying to say? There are people who try to force a career. So, like, they'll be in a Disney or Nick show first... And then when that peters out and they don't have any acting gigs, they'll try to become a singer mm-hmm. or they'll try to put out clothes or something. They'll choose one path. This bitch, like, makes Lunchables. Right. Chose all the paths. She got all of them at once. She hasn't had a moment where she needed to find something new. And it's not because she has all of the things already under her belt. It's because she hasn't been not popular yet. She hasn't had a rut. She compared herself to Spongebob in the sense of, oh, my face and my name is on underwear. Like Spongebob, like you'll buy Spongebob underwear, you can buy Jojo Siwa underwear. And I think that's why I can't get out of my head that she's this cartoon-like figure. Her branding is just so different from like uh, Hannah Montana. The way she's marketing it, it's insane. Oh, with a plot and she'll age out of it because the plot partly revolves around being a high schooler, whereas Jojo... You're right. I'm so upset that you're right. She's like a cartoon. It's interesting to me because right now, like the thing that I think gets a younger audience and makes people feel relatable, making people want to be just like her, huge right now to like talk about your problems because then kids are like, yeah, but she doesn't really do that ever. So she can't age out of it. She's just not a person. She's a person, but like her branding is just like I think of Hannah Montana was a teenager, right? So like she played a high schooler. I know Victorious never got anywhere, but Ariana Grande, you know, was a high schooler. The only other one that I could really think of, and I'm sure there's more, but it's like Britney because she started out as a kid playing a kid. 
But she didn't do that type of branding. She was just like, I'm going to be a singer and just did her own completely thing. She might be more of a Paris Hilton, but Paris Hilton's brand is a little sluttier. And I mean that in the most endearing way possible. I don't know. I think JoJo's too young to tell. And I think JoJo's too in the moment to talk about it, which makes sense. But like Paris has now like said, yeah, it was all an act. Like it's always been an act. Like I wanted to make a character. Like I wanted to. I knew that this was a way I could get famous. That's all she wanted. She wanted to make a billion dollars. And so that was just her thing. Like, that was her game that she was trying to go for. And JoJo's been weird about it. JoJo's been like, no, this is who I am all the time. And everybody around her is like, yeah, this is actually what she's like all the time. Yeah, that's weird. That's where I get kind of thrown. The idea of somebody being an act, especially with influencer culture and you see like sorry for saying this name but you see like a david dobrik doing a whole thing and that's probably an act as well it's just a more palatable act yeah his brand is just like clickbait or it's just like his brand is his videos right but then so you get to like a little michaela okay where you don't even know if she exists i mean we know she doesn't exist but she really 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 wants to claim that she exists as a robot for those who don't know, Lil Michaela is the computer-generated influencer who has, like, well over a million followers on Instagram, who probably is not a real person, but identifies as a robot as an excuse for the way that she looks. At some point, she started making actual videos instead of just posting pictures. She's probably CGI. Anyways, it throws into question this, like, okay, well, how much of what you see online is real anyway when you've got, like, a Lil Michaela who posts fashion photos like hangs out with celebrities goes out to eat whatever tags all this stuff has opinions all of that is just as real to somebody following Lil Michaela as it would be to somebody following like a vine star Jojo Siwa is a robot okay I don't disagree if it turned out Jojo Siwa did not exist I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> dude if Jojo Siwa was just fucking Jessalyn on a computer except Jessalyn's not good at computers so she makes her son do it. Right. So maybe Jaden. No, I don't want to give him that kind of credit. Yeah, I don't know. It has to be like a Nickelodeon thing from the top. I've also heard of it described as like Hello Kitty. Because it's like, it's not even a specific name or thing or like movie that she was in or character that she plays because it's just her. Except Hello Kitty is a fictional cat. Wow. There's so few people who have done that. Can you name one? I literally can't. I know there has to be. The only comparable things are that I can think of. Straight up cartoon characters. Drop a line, listeners, if you think of somebody else. It's also wild that she started... She must have been like eight, I think. She's had this character slash branding since she was that age. Like, she walked into those shows wearing her bow and doing her thing. Talking loud and talking fast. Since she was, we'll say, ten but I'm pretty sure it was younger. If she started as a 17-year-old dressing the way that she dresses, it would be really, really upsetting. And so, like, part of me wants to be upset that she's held on to the same image that she's had since she was approximately 10 years old, Mm -hmm. which is a bow, except that she did it so well. Like, she sells so many bows. She sold over 35 million. That's more people than live in the town I live in. That is more people that lives in the town I live in, too. I'm going to do the math. If you gave... Let me look up the population of the town I live in. All right, so we got 35 million divided by the population of the town I live in. If you split it equally between everyone who lives in this town, 
each person would have 19,886 bows. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's a lot of bows. And that's just in bows. She sells so many things. I, uh... Wait, if it was the town you live in, each person would have 1,135 bows. Wow. That's a big difference. That's horrifying. Uh, I watched a video today that talked about authenticity in YouTubers and influencers and how when Jenna Marbles left YouTube, authenticity in YouTube is done now, which I thought was a lot to say on that. That's a big but statement. it made sense. So basically, Jenna Marbles and a bunch of other YouTubers that started around 10 years ago, you know, obviously had all these old videos that didn't make them look great. One of the big ones was Philip DeFranco, like, Yeah, it like shows my growth. I haven't deleted those videos because you look at me then and I was like a little asshole. Now you've seen that I've grown and I'm smart and I put more into my videos and this and that. And Jenna Marbles is one of those people too. She said that, you know, it made it look like she grew. But then once she went back and deleted all of her videos, they listed off all of these big name YouTubers who went and started privating all their old videos. Just like a ton of people. So in saying that JoJo has been wearing the bows since she was however old, For 10 years, she's basically been on TV, but she hasn't grown. It's a little disturbing. Is she part of the no more authenticity online movement? I would not consider her an authentic image, but it's nuts because at the same time, she promotes positivity and whatever. Like I saw a Reddit thread that said something about how Jojo Siwa is annoying and they didn't like her, and at the same time, they know that she's playing a part, and they would prefer someone play a part that's super positive, Mm -hmm. and trying to lift people up and encourage them to be individuals, than to play a part that's bad for the world. There are some influencers right now that may not be the best role models for smaller children to use, and like children have so much access to that. Is she a role model? I don't know. I don't know. I have to say, from a business standpoint, absolutely. She's a businesswoman, just like Paris Hilton. I think that there's a lot more to JoJo's path is a hell of a lot closer to Paris Hilton's than it is to like any pop star. Even the early on like Miley Cyrus. I was going to say, I think that her path could veer towards Miley Cyrus's path. But at the moment, it's not like that. But, but business-wise and image-wise, like just not even what the image is. But just the idea of it. I can't really trust her because she's so money focused. She has absolutely no morals with collecting money. Oh, yeah. And she says it. Like, she's not afraid to. She's not afraid to at all. She says said that her company is a billion dollar company. Is she self-made? Not, I mean, kind of. But also, I think they started with a good amount of money. Yeah. Tommy, her dad's a chiropractor and her mom's a dance studio instructor. I mean, there's no way that anybody who was poor could pick up and move from place to place in the country the way that... And also audition to be on Abby Lee's. I think it's hilarious that she is something of a gay icon without even meaning to be and without being gay. Plenty of drag queens have collaborated with her or have used her products or have somehow been in, like had a look inspired by her. She does that giant heart and star over just one eye. She's a clown, the way that some drag queens are kind of clowns. She also does, like, a lot of rainbow stuff. People tend to assume that if there's a woman who is writing music about stuff that isn't just boys, then they're probably gay. 
I don't know what JoJo's like. She's come out. She's said she's straight and she's dating a boy now. And I don't really know how that'll evolve, if at all. Mm-hmm. I don't really think it's relevant to the conversation, honestly. But yeah, she's <laughs> like an empowered person in a lot of ways that straight women aren't allowed to be usually. So right, and she promotes individuality. That's what's so fun about her music because it's not about. It's not Taylor Swift. It's not about the boy who broke your heart when you're 15. It's about jumping off the couch, putting on your sneakers, and running outside. Also, the music videos are so fucking fun. Yeah, it's just fun. Fun. It's about candy and rainbows and shit. Which I guess is like, could be accredited to just appealing to an audience of children. Like, you could play a JoJo Siwa Pandora station at a five-year-old's birthday party and have no problems. So... I don't think she does it. She doesn't do it in like to have that audience. And that way she isn't a cartoon because she could be singing like in a crazy cartoon th- way. Like, I, I guess I mean a cartoon voice. Yeah, you could put it on at a five year old, but you couldn't put it on at a club at 11 o'clock and people aren't going to lose their minds. Right. Dude, JoJo Siwa straight up could be played at a club. I know people will disagree with that, but that's true. I think it depends on the club, but I think your average club in a college town where you're just like having shots and it's people's 21st birthday. Right. I think it'd be a great time. (laughs) I'd be stoked. I almost feel like it would serve better if people didn't know the song was by her if it was played at a club. If they just heard it, yeah. Yeah. She's got some heavy beats in some of those songs. Also, she's a dancer, so they're like dance songs. So they're just fun. They're exactly fun. Uh, So she was on Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People of 2020, which I completely agree with because she's clearly ever prominent in every store that you walk into. But I just want to read off a couple of other people who were on this list to see if they're at all comparable to Jojo Siwa's presence in the world. The first of which is uh, Ibram X. Kendi, who's responsible for all of the anti-racism education that's been on the rise. Super smart, super professional dude, like really well versed in like anti-blackness in the United States and beyond, like similar at all to Jojo Siwa. Thoughts? Um, I'm glad he's on there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, great. I agree is with Is the you. time 100 in order? No, it's not ranked. If it is, I don't want to know the order. Okay. No, it's not ranked. It's like a pool. <laughs> I don't want to know what time ranks. Yeah, no. Anybody in that. Any thoughts? Uh, Can't see them in a room together. No. No. Um, what do you think they'd talk about? Do you think they could talk about Hamilton? She does like Hamilton. It might not be a great conversation. He's probably, he, I think he's going to get like, he wouldn't want to talk about the musical. But then she just starts singing. Uh, also on the list, we have Dr. Anthony Fauci, the uh, pioneer of Please Wear a Mask. He's really done a lot of work for the the country while we have strange guidance regarding coronavirus. He's one of the most influential people of 2020. Could you see him in a room with Jojo Siwa? Do you think she would give him a Jojo Siwa rhinestone mask? What would they talk about? I don't know. Maybe he'd he talk about her rhinestone mask. Maybe. Maybe as kids. Yes. Oh, yeah. Maybe he likes Jojo Siwa's music when his kids listen to it. Yeah. We have Yo-Yo Ma, which I, I'm sorry. Am I missing some? Did he do something this year? Of <laughs> 2020? Yeah. I don't know what Yo-Yo Ma's up to in 2020. Yo-Yo Ma's tribute concert to nine COVID-19 victims? Oh my gosh, she was born October 7th. Is that why? Okay, he apparently did a big thing. Okay, good. 
He plays music. Jojo okay. could probably do like a hip hop too. Yeah, they could talk about that. Um, we also have Megan the Stallion, known for many things, including that one song. That's one they might actually have in common because Jojo loves TikTok. Yep. The thing that gets me is that a lot of these people are known internationally. So is Jojo known internationally? Yes. She is. But then she's also like yes. at the way back of my mind. Because now that I'm thinking about it, if I put it in the context of could you avoid this person? You could not avoid Anthony Fauci this year. You couldn't avoid Ibram X. Kendi or Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. You could avoid Yo-Yo Ma. I agree. But you still know his name. I don't know if you could avoid Jojo Siwa. I think if you're online, you can't avoid Jojo Siwa. I'm also really heavily deep into like YouTube culture, so I think maybe I'm a bad person to ask. In the sense of in- entertainment, you can't avoid her. In the sense of world news, this mm. year, maybe she's not so hot, you know? Maybe <laughs> she's not such a... Yeah, okay, I think JoJo Siwa could hit a wall if she tried to do, like, a movie or something that bombed. She got a role in a movie this year. I forget what movie it was. I think most, like, YouTubers that make movies, they bomb when they make it, like, about their character or whatever. Like, I can't think of one that did well. I'm trying to think, too, because, like, Miranda Sings had a Netflix thing, but that didn't last. It got got canceled. Fred's movie bombed. Uh, Ryan Higa had a movie that that didn't do well. Jake Paul existed. Jojo Siwa is from Nebraska, which is really cool because Larry the Cable Guy is also from Nebraska. Is he from Omaha? How many places are there in Nebraska to be from? Uh, Larry the Cable Guy's name isn't even Larry. His name is Daniel. Ew. <laughs> That's the worst. His name is Daniel Lawrence Whitney. I thought it was going to be something weird. Oh, Lawrence. Oh, that kind of works. You're right. His subjects are culture of the southern United States, American politics, obesity, human sexuality, political correctness, self-deprecation, family, personal hygiene, and current events. I'm sorry, that's his subject? His subject's in his comedy, yeah. He's from Pawnee City, Nebraska. Get her done. Get her done. He's Mater in Cars? Yeah. I've never seen that movie. Do you, are you interested in Larry the Cable Guy? Oh, yeah. Uh, she's really smart. Jojo Siwa's too smart? She stayed in homeschool because she would get frustrated in real school because it was so slow. And then they asked Jaden if he wanted to get homeschooled with him. Who's Jaden? Her brother. Also known as Food Dude. On Why isn't she an only child? Because uh, she was born second. <laughs> And they tried to get Jaden to do homeschooling, and he really didn't want to. So he stayed in real school, but then they kind of forced him to because they had to move to California because JoJo bought a mansion. Do you think it was weird for the realtor to sign over a house to an underage person? In California, no, I don't think that was weird. So Jaden Siwa's her older brother. How much older? I think only a couple years. I think he's 19. Uh, so he has a YouTube channel where he goes by the food dude, and he... Eats a bunch of popular fast food items. Is dude spelled D-O-O-D? No, I think it's D-U-D. I feel like it should be D-O-O-D. Or D-0-0-D. Who's better, food dude or food review bra? Who do you prefer? Food review bra. 
Because it's weird and interesting. Food review bra freaks me out because I feel like I could know him IRL. Like if I worked at a fast food restaurant, he would be like the weird kid who wakes up five minutes before his 7 p.m. shift starts and like rolls in and then records his vlog when he gets off work at 1 a.m. He like puts on a suit and drives to Taco Bell. (laughs) It's really easy to invent a lore for food review bra. I haven't dabbled with Jaden's channel, but... Fun fact, in Dance Moms, the moms have to audition, too. I guess that makes sense, because they have to be characters. Yeah. That mom from Mesa trips me out. Isn't she from Scottsdale? Or is it, it might be Glendale. She's one of the fancy parts of Phoenix. Yes. And she just so fits that character. She's Phoenix suburb lady, for sure. They're, they're all so mean. I love when Jess, when Jessalyn was there like in the beginning, before JoJo was officially a part of the team. And Jessalyn would just start shit with whoever was next to her about the other person. And she would just start drama. And then the other moms would start fighting and Jessalyn was just sitting there. I saw a video with Jojo where, do you remember the episode of Dance Moms? I think Jojo lost a competition, got back into the dressing room. Jessalyn was like, oh, you know, it was only off by a few votes or something like that. Do you remember this? It sounds familiar. And Jojo said in the video, like, all the show was real. But sometimes the producers would give us information to make drama. So, like, a producer went up to Jessalyn and was like, hey, these are the votes. You should go tell the moms. Do you think the producers had to poke Abby Lee Miller at all to say fucking horrendous things? Or do you think Abby Lee Miller came to that on her own accord? (laughs) Because that woman's a tyrant. Do you think she took classes to be a tyrant? Or do you think that she just naturally... Yeah. I think she took class. I mean, she took, like, etiquette classes, Girl Scouts, no offense. Oh my god, no, she's the most Girl Scout. Wow, that just knocked my block off. Did I tell you she said that her mom bought all of the Girl Scout cookies so that she wouldn't have to go sell? That makes so much fucking sense. What kind of Girl Scout would JoJo be? I don't know, because she- She's a cartoon! At the same time as I'm saying, oh, she hasn't put herself in a box and she can do all these different things, she simultaneously has, like, no diversity of skills and, like, is capable of anything. Part of the Girl Scout experience, and I'm not necessarily defending Girl Scouts, but I know that this is what I had growing up with it, is learning about all these different things that you could be. Whereas I feel like JoJo's so focused that it's not like, oh, maybe I won't be JoJo with a Bobo for a day. I'll I want to be an accountant now. I don't see that for her. I see her with a very one-track mind. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's this episode of Dance Moms where she has to dance with Mackenzie Ziegler, who's one of the prides and joys of Abby Lee's dance crew, but who's a little bit younger than JoJo and the rest of the girls. Abby Lee is trying to insult her by saying she needs to be more like JoJo because at this point in the series... Being like JoJo is an insult because she's like, JoJo's the least liked on the show for quite a while, which is funny watching it now because you know she's the most successful. Mm -hmm. By a landslide. Abby Lee instructs JoJo to give a bow to Mackenzie so that Mackenzie can channel some of that JoJo energy. And (laughs) JoJo takes the bow off her head, gives it to Mackenzie. Mackenzie puts her hair on a high ponytail, puts on the bow, and when it cuts back to JoJo, she's already got a new bow on that came from nowhere 
<laughs> her backup bow she just pulled out of her back pocket. In the clips of the dance competition tryouts, there's dozens of kids and they hardly show anybody. And she didn't make it right away, I don't think. There's one where she doesn't make it and she's got the bow. And she's the only person you can identify in this group of dozens and dozens of kids. She's the only person and she's like nine or ten years old because she has the bow. And when she introduces herself, she says, I'm Jojo with a Bobo because she comes forward with a brand, not just a name. She's not like, yeah, my name's Sarah. Or it's not even like my name's Jojo and I like to wear bow. This bow, this bow is my brand. This is who I am. Right. And it's annoying as fuck, but it works. Think about how many, like, commercial jingles are annoying. Yeah, Children's Siwa is a walking earworm. I'd call that a win. She's a Gemini. I'm not particularly fond of Geminis. Like, I I am, but it's not something I would actively seek out in a friendship. Fortunately, she was also born in 2003, <laughs> so I don't have to worry about potentially becoming her friend. Also, she's famous, and I'm not, so there's that. Connor Oberst is from Nebraska. I wonder if they ever ran into each other at the playground. He tried to sell her cigarettes. And she would say no. He tried to sell her cigarettes. Connor Oberst selling loose cigarettes to kids in Nebraska. Yep. Yeah, that all sounds right. She bleaches her hair. For anyone who doesn't know that, her hair is naturally brunette. She gets a, she gets hate on because she has a receding hairline? That's just rude. That's just mean. Also, like her friends are always saying, like, no, you just have tiny bleached hairs up front. Also, she's why would you make fun of someone's hairline? Especially if someone's hairline's actually receding when they're still a teenager. Like, that's not. Don't make fun of them. Her hair is pulled back in a tight ponytail, and it is bleached platinum blonde. Very good odds. We have no idea what her hairline is. I, but, I mean, whose ponytail do you think hurts more? Hers or Ariana's? Probably JoJo's. JoJo's hurts more for me to, like, looking at it and trying to imagine what it feels like, that one hurts more. Also, like, Ariana Grande's hair, I feel like, isn't always real. Maybe I'm wrong. I was going to say, I think I've heard her talk about having weird. Yeah, so I think that she has relief from it sometimes. Ariana Grande judged this episode of RuPaul's Drag Race when Max, the drag queen, was on. And Max wore gray hair for every runway. And it wasn't always styled the same, but it was always gray. And in challenges, Max would wear other hair hair colors and other hairstyles and do a whole other thing. But uh, she was getting shit on by one of the judges for always wearing gray hair. Because they're like, we always know what you're going to look like. And was giving her a hard time. But when <laughs> when that judge gave that feedback, Ariana Grande was a judge. And she was like, I don't know. I always wear my hair the same. <laughs> and I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. It's just a branding thing. And uh, the next week, that contestant, Max, wore black hair and went home. <gasps> branding matters, kids. Yeah. When Every time I say something is off-brand for me, I'm usually kind of joking. Or using it as a phrase. And I don't use it that often. Right. Like I've said since I got a Prius that it's off-brand for me. Because I feel like I need a junkier car than that. Right. You're just saying it's out of character for you. Right. I'm not going to deny a Prius because it's not my ideal aesthetic. Does JoJo Siwa drive? Have you seen her JoJo Siwa Tesla? Have you not seen her driving show, Driving with JoJo? No. It it was before she officially got her license. Like It was when she had her learners. And she would take famous people who were over the age of 25... And they would drive around Hollywood, which I think is completely irresponsible. Yeah, no, that sounds bad. 
but then there was one episode again sorry where she took david dobrik but david dobrik isn't over 25 so they had to sit in the parked car and then eventually he drove one time she took abby lee miller and abby lee said like i want to abby lee miller's over 25 abby lee said let's go get lunch she's like oh yeah there's a wendy's right over there she's like no i don't want wendy's i want burger king She's like, oh, I don't know where the Burger King is. She's like, it's across the freeway. I'll tell you where to go. And she made JoJo drive on the freeway in California, Los Angeles. She had never driven on the freeway before. And Abby Lee Miller made her go so she can get Burger King. That the, is that not the most Abby Lee Miller <laughs> thing really you've ever good. heard? That sounds like Abby Lee Miller. Also, not even for, like, quality food or healthier food than Wendy's. <laughs> right. Right, she's not like, I had to go to the vegan restaurant. I think I said my piece. Cool. Fuck Mary Kill. Okay. Abby Lee Miller, Yo Yo Ma, and Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> I think I'm gonna marry Larry, fuck Yo Yo Ma, and kill Abby Lee Miller. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see fuck Yo Yo Ma coming. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable killing one of the most influential people of 2020. <laughs> I'm Larry the Cable Guy? <laughs> I don't want to marry either of those two. Are you crazy? <laughs> I don't really want to marry Larry either. Okay. I'm gonna stop recording if you approve. I wanted to make a podcast for a really, really, really long time before I was actually able to, and the thing that allowed me to do it was Anchor. Anchor, you can edit the podcast, you can record the podcast, you can invite friends to join it, all on the Anchor app. So you need a phone or computer, you can go to the library, log in there if you really needed to, you could use an old iPod Touch. It's the most accessible way that I have found to make a podcast because I really thought that you had to spend a bunch of money and get a bunch of production equipment and whatever in order to do it. But when I figured out I could use Anchor as a platform to host the podcast, they distribute it for me. Um, You probably already know this if you've ever listened to an episode before or if you have seen the description with the tag that says that I make it on Anchor. If you want to do this, if you want to get into it, it's super easy. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app. And I swear it's free. Like, it's it's so easy. It's the easiest, freest, most free way to host a podcast.